Happy February, and thank you for joining us for an episode of Sweatpants and Coffee Stains, a podcast dedicated to embracing the mess behind the success of female leadership. Today, our guest is Jordan McKinney, founder of Positively Pensacola and an advocate for Rally Cancer Research. She's a mom, a wife, and an all-around wonderful person, and I can't wait to introduce you to her, so let's get started. Jordan, tell me a little bit about Positively Pensacola. When you hear those two words together, it sounds like nothing but sunshine and fun. So tell me a little bit about what that is. Positively Pensacola is a nonprofit here in the Pensacola area. We stretch from as far as Navarre all the way into southern parts of Alabama. It is the idea really bringing women together through positive meetups for them to be able to find and foster deeper connections and relationships beyond the surface, as well as highlighting businesses, organizations, nonprofits in our area that make this city a brighter place and um, helping our women also be able to volunteers and things that brighten their lives and that they're passionate about. That is really cool. And not every community has something like this. In fact, this is pretty unique to Pensacola, right? It's something that you started just based on your interest as a female leader slash mom slash wife slash community uh, partner and um, working mom. You just wanted to make connections and have some fun with other ladies that were kind of in the same boat, right? Yeah, I so I am from Pensacola. I grew up in Gulf Breeze, so not very far, right over the bridge. And when I moved back, after college, I joined all the things. I tried really hard to meet some women that might be interested in the same things as I was. And especially after my husband and I got married. And of course, for any woman that's gone through that, you bring all of your girlfriends into town and reminds you all of the fun that you had maybe in college or when you were younger. And I thought, I want to find that here in Pensacola. And it's such a such a transient place. That seemed to be a little bit more difficult than I anticipated. I did all the things. I did Bumble BFF. I did all, you know, joining different organizations. But I think what was so hard is when you enter a room of women and there's not really anything that says, hey, I'm here to make friends. You're not really sure when you're sitting in a space with them if if that's something maybe they're open to looking for or if they're there for just networking purposes or what their reason for being there might be. And so creating something like Positively Pensacola, which kind of opens up the conversation of almost all of the women that join are joining, looking for those friends and connections, kind of makes everyone almost instantly a little bit more vulnerable and and open to that as well. And I think that's what has, has helped a lot of our members go on and make friends that have been in their weddings and um, baby showers and life events. No, that is awesome. And I think it's so something that every human being, male or female, craves is just human connection, right? And I think even going through what we've all been through in the last three years and all of us kind of being forced to become introverts in some some fashion, um, even for us extroverts that thrive and have to have those connections in order to survive, um, even you find more introverted human beings 
craving those relationships. And to your point, it is difficult to walk into a room, especially as a female, because we think about all of the different thoughts that, that people could be having about us or about this, about the environment. And you do feel vulnerable and you do, it is difficult even for extroverts um, to be able to just walk up to someone, say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I do X, Y, and Z, let's be best friends. And so I just love the concept of Positively Pensacola. I've been a member for about four months now. I have sadly not taken advantage of any of the opportunities yet, but I am working on being able to do that because I have found that I need that time in order to be a better wife and a better mom and a better professional to just sit back and be able to relate to women um, that are both like in the same boat as I am and are going through some of the same things and experiencing some of the same seasons of life, but also with women that are going through completely different experiences and completely different seasons of life. So um, do, do you feel like the membership at Positively Pensacola is diverse in that it is women from all walks of life? And how has that benefited or even um, advanced some of the relationships that have been created? I think I did not really realize how diverse our membership had become until this um, open season of enrollment that we just had. We have women who are just out of college all the way up to even their 70s. So it is definitely a wide range of ages. And I love that. I love also seeing, even within our own leadership team, women who have no children and maybe are still just dating to women who have teenagers and seeing how there really isn't a difference in women at any of these life stages. You put them all in the room and you'd have no idea that we are even different ages. I had a, um, I had posted, I think on our Instagram story, an age range. And I had one of our members message me and she was like, you just made my day because I'm much older than what you put in the age range. And I would have never guessed because there really isn't, um, there's a lot more in common than one would think. And I feel like we're, as people, very good at almost putting ourselves in little pockets of mm -hmm. people that are in the same life stage or age range or work experience. But there is so much more that we can learn from people that are not in that. And I have learned from those members. And I think that's really exciting to see that people that from a variety of interests and age are able to come together because they all believe in the same mission, which is really cool. That is awesome. And that's just a great point that at the end of the day, we're all women and we're all living this life at the same time in history together. And so um, there are so many things that we can find that we do have in common. And I think that if on a broader scale, whether it's in politics or just life in general, if more people thought of others in that manner, that we would see more connectivity and more alignment within our community and within our world. And I just think that that's so awesome that you are purposely shining a light um, on that. And I think that that's amazing. So that's amazing. So tell us about your leadership journey. It's ironic. Um, I was definitely probably one of the more quiet people in high school and college. And then moving back, like I said, I wanted to make those relationships. And after many months and attempts of trying to find that connection failing. I, this is really funny. I messaged this woman today when she saw how many members we had. She's a believer. She is wonderful. 
she randomly messaged me in March about five or six years ago and said, Hey, I feel like you should start a book club. I'd never led a book or she said a Bible study, but I told her, I said, I'm, I'm fairly new in my faith. I don't know if I feel confident leading a Bible study for women, but I can lead a book club. And so I posted in the middle of a meeting, if you're in your twenties or thirties and live in Gulf Breeze, Pensacola, you can come to my house and we're going to read Grace, Not Perfection by Emily Lay. I probably at the time had one really good friend here in town, maybe two. She's actually the vice president on our board today. Her name is Jessica. And I knew she was coming, but I wasn't 100% sure who else would actually show up. And it was a Tuesday at six o'clock and I made Buffalo dip and I opened my doors and that book club happened every week for about a year and a half, every week Mm -hmm. without fail. We would do activities or community service in between whenever we finished a book, but it ended up working out. And that was kind of the first time I ever led anything really ever. And it was definitely a leap of faith because I was so afraid I was going to say the wrong thing or be insulting in some way. New to my faith, wasn't really sure how that was going to play out, trying to lead these spiritual, more spiritual books. And it was great because what I learned from that was when you ask people intentional and below the surface questions, they're going to become below the surface level connections. And that worked out. And that book club kind of ended up becoming in 2020 what started Positively Pensacola because I was still hearing the same thing from women of, I want to make friendships, but it's so hard. I'll go to meetings. I'll meet someone I think is really cool, but we'll never talk again until the next meeting. And I thought whatever worked in that book club, I'm going to transition into this group. So we brought the book club over and we really ask our leadership team to start thinking about ways they can go below the surface when they're creating meetups. And that is, I think, what kind of ultimately made it as successful as it has been. And then from there, just kind of branched out into other groups, um, started leading there, and here we are. That's phenomenal. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. And I love that being new in your faith, you you didn't have that confidence to maybe lead a Bible study, but you took more spiritual books and started there and said, okay, I, I don't feel like I can do this yet, but I'm going to start here and just see how it goes. And God continued to bless it and build it because you were willing to take that leap of faith. So how would you encourage maybe that mom or that professional out there who maybe has that little prick in their heart where they have an idea of something that they want to start, or they want to step out in faith and do, but they they're a, maybe don't have the confidence that they feel that they need in order to do that. How would you encourage them to take that leap of faith? I think that there are always people out there that would love to be blessed by whatever gift you're willing to share, mm-hmm. no matter what that is. Yeah. Um, it, I was absolutely terrified doing the book club was very much against my personality type at the time. I was not, I would not have considered myself a leader in any, I was a follower, not a leader. That's what I would have said. 
And same kind of went for when I launched the website for Positively Pensacola. Didn't feel confident. I tell members all the time. I thought maybe 20 people would join it. Maybe 30 if I was lucky. And here we are with over 350. And it's because there are people out there looking for the exact same thing that you, whatever it might be, are willing to give. Mm. If you feel it, someone else out there guarantee is feeling that too. And so trust in that and just give it a shot. There were a lot of things that I did try before positively that did not take off. And that's okay. I learned something from each and every one of them. And eventually you will find whatever it is that maybe is being pricked on your heart. And you're going to find the way that it's meant to, to blossom and come out. Phenomenal advice. I love everything that you said and fully endorse it. I think that there's so much truth behind that. And we all do have at least a gift, right? I think all of us are equipped with many gifts, but we have at least one gift that we can say, okay, I can start here. I can start giving it to one more person. And if someone else comes along, great. And if that person takes the gift and shares it with another person, that's awesome too. It doesn't have to start as overnight success, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it doesn't. In fact, it probably never does. It might just seem like it to us because we don't see the back end of all the work that people put into things before they launch them. Um, and so that's such great advice, Jordan. And I do want to talk about the last few years because while you've been building this group of women who are able to connect at such an intimate level um, and also serve the community, which I want to point out too, that this organization is very focused on giving back to the Pensacola community and doing service projects. And um, the fact that you have Pensacola in your name, but obviously very pro Pensacola, which we all love Pensacola. Um, you know, you've been going through some things on the other side of it as well that are uh, have been have been life changing. And so I would love to talk a little bit about how you were able to have the faith to, to take that leap, to, to take that jump, but then also manage what you were going through on on the personal side. So in August, we launched of 2020 Positively Pensacola. The day before New Year's Eve, so everyone knows the story, my daughter was diagnosed with high-risk acute lymphoblastic leukemia. She was 15 months old. We went to a pediatric, normal pediatrician appointment that morning, 15-month checkup, and she seemed pale and her lymph nodes were swollen. And that was at 10. By about 2.30 that afternoon after we got some blood drawn, we got the call to go into the ER that she was, they believed she did have leukemia. And by four, we were meeting with our oncologist and we went into the pediatric ICU. So very shocking news. Um, I think I truly believe that these things almost were kind of married in some way. I think I really want to believe in God's plan because positively was obviously what it sounds like. It was a very positive thing. It was something that was exciting and brought a lot of joy where of course your child battling leukemia, complete opposite thing, both happening at the simultaneously. We got our 501 C three status for a nonprofit almost exactly at the same time that Charlotte was diagnosed. So we really were kind of taking off as far as the group was concerned. And there was a lot of 
part of me that did not want to kind of continue with that, but felt like that would be letting others who had said yes to this journey down. All of those people that said, I want to put in my time and my money and my effort. And so it kind of forced me to stick with it. And it also gave me something that I could focus on when I'm sitting in a chair with my daughter for eight hours for a chemo appointment. And so they, I think they came along at the same time, very much on purpose, but it, um, I, and continue to, I think going through that experience with my daughter, Charlotte was very eye-opening of the reality sometimes of the world that we don't see if we're lucky enough. And I feel like I've been blessed enough to not have seen the realities of childhood cancer and some of just the ugly things that go on with that. And now I do that with my job and help families in a similar situation, but it definitely was a very lengthy experience. We are still on that journey. It's been over two years. We should finish hopefully God willing in May. Leukemia treatments take about two and a half to three years. So long haul, but I do believe they were, they happened at the same time for a reason. I love that. Well, um, Jordan, it, it takes a very emotionally strong and mentally strong person to be able to recognize, um, for, to first recognize how those, those worlds that seem like completely different are colliding for a purpose, whether it's for you or to have you be there for someone else, right? And oftentimes we have these situations happen to us and we're like, okay, God, is this because of something I did? Is this for me to learn something? Or is this for somebody else? Am I just being used as a vessel? And I would say, you know, you've allowed yourself to use as a vessel, but you also have poured into other people um, in other ways through positively um, and help build other female leaders and um, community members and professionals and um, so forth in our community. But at the same time, through your job, been able to use your story and your experience to be able to pour into families that are going through what what you went through and meeting them where they're at. And that's that's not an easy it can't be an easy thing to do. So tell me a little bit about how you kind of step back to kind of regroup and to restore yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, while you're pouring into so many other people at the same time. I think it's good to identify what it is that brings you true joy. We did a, um, a meeting not long ago that I led where I had women sit down and look at photos of their life from the past five to 10 years and see what it was in moments in those years that brought them joy and use that to be kind of your fuel for the future. So when I look at the past five years, the moments that brought me joy were spending intentional time with friends, spending time in my faith, taking time to read a book, um, listening to music, spending time with my children in a you know non-stressful environment, like just going on a trip where we just are cool sitting at the beach or sitting at the pool for the day, not going off and trying to sightsee everything. And taking whatever those joys are and put implementing them more into your life. And so that's something I've tried to do. Be very aware of how I use my time. 
so that with that extra time, I can give it to other people, but not trying to fill my calendar so much that I am, I have nothing left to give. So that's something I think a lot of women took something away from is really take a moment and see what it is that brings you joy in your life. You may be surprised when you pick out the photos that bring you joy, the ones that are time commitments that you didn't actually pick out mm. because that happens for a lot of women that were there. So example, one was like, I spend so much time and money trying to keep my house clean and decorate it, make it look nice. But I realized none of my photos had a picture of my home. Mm. That's not something that's going to fill me. So whatever that might be for you, you may realize that you're, you're giving up time and energy. You don't need to. And as women, we barely have enough time as it is, but um, find those and then use the time you have left to give to others. That is such timely advice for me personally. And I hope for some of our listeners, but this last year has been very tough on my family um, for various reasons, just internally, um, you know, but God has been very good. And coming out of last year, I said, it's time to get intentional about what problems I make my emergencies, right? What, what things in our community, where um, people, when people knock on my door and ask me, can you help with this? Can you do this? Can you lead this? Can you take this over? Can you, you know, guide us in this, whatever it might be as an extroverted people person, type one Enneagram, it is so difficult to say no. Like it's such a small word it should be very easy to say unless i'm saying it to my five-year-old it is so difficult to say no and so realizing that so much of the stress that my family went through last year were things that didn't have to exist in our lives right they were things that we had written in there that at the end of the day did not matter to the three most important people in my world which is my family and realizing that this year I'm on a journey to try to become more intentional. And that is even sticky notes everywhere to remind me, because if you get into the rut of daily life and routines and just all of the demands of life, it's like, okay, at the January 1st, I write down all my goals, my values, all these things, and it's great. But if you don't go back and revisit those things, four months down the road, someone can ask you, what's your mission? What are your values? What are your goals? And, oh, I don't remember. I wrote this down, you know, so many, so many months ago. And so having those in front of you all of the time is something that I'm trying to do. But I think that it's so interesting that you brought up the picture exercise. I think that that's such a phenomenal um, tool that we can use even just walking through your house. What, what pictures do you have on your wall? And what do they represent? And A, it could be your things that bring you true joy, or it could be things that you look at it and say, why does that bring me joy? You know, and I think sometimes we find joy in things that in the grand scheme of things don't really matter. And so that might be a, a completely different journey for, for some people, depending on where they're at, but um, such good advice. So thank you. I personally feel encouraged and like, I'm going to make a bunch of notes after this podcast um, just for myself. I think that that's such a great tool to give women to be able to embrace and remind themselves about what truly matters. Is this hard? it's hard to stay reminded of those things. Well, it's hard. I think you mentioned you're an Enneagram one. I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm an achiever. So a lot of, and I told the women this, I feel like a lot of us are so driven by social media and what we see as what should a perfect woman's life look like? 
And we try to mold ourselves to that. And whether that be because of media or because there's someone on social media we're trying to prove ourselves to. It might be those bullies from high school. It might be the boy that left you. It might be, unfortunately for some people, their parents or themselves. We are kind of hardwired trying to prove a point. I think even sometimes those rom-coms and movies we watched growing up showed us that <laughs> side of it because it's somebody always trying to show them, I, I can do better than this. I'm better than this. And at the end of the day, what you might be trying to prove to someone or what you might be trying to prove to yourself isn't anything that actually brings you any joy at all. Very true. Very true. No, it's true. And I find that that uh, to be a battle personally. And it's like, for instance, my son's school is going through their candy sale right now mm -hmm. and selling chocolate. First of all, the chocolate in these sales are not any good. <laughs> I mean, if anybody has sold chocolate for, for a school, they know it's not like you're selling Dove, Dove chocolate. If we were, no. I would buy all of it and eat it all. So it's just thinking about, okay, if I don't help my son sell this chocolate and he's not like as, as an Enneagram one, um, you know, I want him to be coming first place for all of the different things. And if, if I don't help him achieve that, then I'm failing. But then I realized actually, given the fact that we have two weeks to do this and our calendar is already super jam packed, my husband's gonna be out of town. I'm just gonna write a check and he's still gonna get the credit for it. And we're still gonna support the school, but we're not gonna spend hours going out there and selling chocolate. And he was fine with it. And I bat but I battle that internally of, am I a bad mom for not taking my kid door to door to sell chocolate? And it's like, I'm not, and I realize that, but it's just yeah. an example of those, those internal battles that we face because yeah, so great points all around Jordan. Well, Jordan, I am so glad that you were able to join us um, for sweatpants and coffee stains. I am really excited that we have been able to cultivate a relationship in the last few months. And um, Jordan, um, who has volunteered a little bit with the Nisi project, and then um, joining Positively Coca-Cola. And I do plan to dive a lot deeper into um, making those connections. And it's funny how I make, I've been making so many connections through work or other things and they realize, oh, you're with Positively Coca-Cola, so am I. So it's kind of like a, a tag now. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, and so I look forward to getting to know you even more and further cultivating that relationship. But before we end the podcast, I do have a couple of bonus round questions I'm going to ask you. Um, I know you're a coffee drinker because we've gone out for coffee together before. Your drink of choice. Ironically, the, I, I drink black coffee pretty much as my drink of choice almost every day. I will have the occasional sweet coffee if I go somewhere like Fosco's downtown. Yes. But for the most part, I stick to black coffee. Yes, I am the same way. And it's so funny because literally, I think all but maybe two people that I've interviewed. Can you just sit down for a minute? Give me five more minutes. It's so much fun having having kids around during these things. Um, so um, have been black coffee drinkers. And I'm starting to wonder if it's just I don't, because it's practical. I don't know. But it's, it's uh, yes, black coffee. So if you're going to treat yourself, though, what would you order at Fosco's? They have like a mocha frappuccino. I think I get something similar at Drowsy Poet as well. So okay. something around the line. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, if you could sit down and have a conversation with any woman in history, dead or alive, who would, who would it be? Okay, this is probably a really random nerdy one. Probably Queen Elizabeth, like okay. the rich, like the OG Queen Elizabeth. Okay, okay. Um, because I think that's very in a world that was so male driven. Mm-hmm. How did how did she make that work? Um, I would love to kind of hear her thoughts on really changing the monarchy really forever. I think yeah. it's very interesting. She would definitely be an interesting one. I think that's a good choice. And then what is something left on your bucket list that if you could take tomorrow off to do, what would it be? Hmm, That's hard. I would love to travel. I would love to road trip across the United States. I think my my in-laws would say the same thing. Everybody's so quick to jump to travel overseas. I think it'd be nice to see a little bit more of our own country and all yeah. that's out there. Okay, so that's on my bucket list. So you and I need to talk about this and we'll make yeah. it happen. Because my husband uh, is like, his worst nightmare is driving across the United States. You know, so I need some girlfriends to do this with. Um, so we'll have to definitely follow up on that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you again for joining us today. And um, I cannot wait to see Um, what is all in store for you and for your family and for Positively Pensacola in the future. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sweatpants and Coffee Stains, a podcast dedicated to embracing the mess behind the success of female leaders. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Give us a shout out on social media. You can find us at Simply Sharing Sarah on Instagram um, and give us a five-star rating if you really enjoyed it. Like I said, share it with a friend. Help encourage another female leader in your life to become comfortable with embracing the mess behind her success but also to encourage her to grow out of that mess. And of course, we know that we don't have to do that alone. And so we're building a community um, of female leaders who say yes to embracing that mess and work together to grow out of it and become all around better leaders. Thank you for joining us again. Until next time, stay messy.